the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. You may be seated. Where would we like to have the children's sermon today? Would we like it in the pews or up here? I would say pews. Okay. I think we should sing. Let's sing. Would one of our singers start us on Jesus Loves Me? Jesus loves me, this I know. Gentleness, about caring, in a lot of different ways. 
Sometimes he'd look right at the camera and he'd say, I love you just the way you are. And sometimes he'd bring on a friend, a neighbor, and he'd look at them and say, I love you just the way you are. Yeah, so no wonder in the song it says, won't you be my neighbor? Exactly. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, was all about neighbors. All about loving, all about caring. Yeah. Something special happened when I saw Mr. Rogers say to other people, and even into the camera, over and over and over again, that I love you just the way you are. I started to believe it too. About God. Yeah, about God. See, the neat thing is, God works in the same way that Mr. Rogers works. We see God love all people over and over and over again. We see God love me and you over and over and over again. And when we see that, we start to believe it for ourselves too, don't we? We believe that God loves us. And we believe that God forgives us. And we believe that God can heal us. And we believe that God lives with us. We believe all these things. This week, I want you to pay attention to where you see God loving people. It might be in the food that they get to eat. It might be in the people that they get to be with. It might be in forgiveness. It might be in joy. It could be in a lot of places. But wherever you find God loving people, I want you to know that that love is for them and that love is for you too. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if you get a chance to watch the Mr. Rogers, it's a pretty cool show. Yeah. Slow, but cool. Should we say a prayer? That's perfect. God, we're very thankful today. We're thankful for all the ways that your blessing is expressed over your whole people. For all the ways that you tell us you love us and you love all people. We give you thanks for people who show this to us, like Mr. Rogers and so many others. We give you thanks for the way that you show this in our everyday lives. Help us to see you moving and loving all people. And help us to know this love is for us too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe this text is showing us a couple different ways that Jesus, Jesus identifies how God blesses us. I think this text shows us that when God blesses us and when God blesses others, it's often for specifically that individual and is used to bless anybody who witnesses it as well. One is not lessened by the other. Consider the text. There's ten people. They all suffer with leprosy. They all arrive uh, at Jesus' feet, except for they're at a distance. They ask for healing. 
Jesus sends them to the priests, and on their way, they're healed. One of them, a Samaritan, turns back, lays prostrate at Jesus' feet, face down, spread out on the ground at Jesus' feet. The blessing was for the Samaritan. Jesus was concerned for and cared about the Samaritan. Jesus also was concerned for and cared about the other nine. Their blessing isn't taken away. Jesus cares about these people. Jesus cares about these people deeply. Jesus also uses this moment of blessing to care for the people that witness it. With the Samaritan that was able to come back and lay prostrate at Jesus' feet, Jesus does some teaching about thankfulness, about gratitude, about the openness, the wide, wide openness of Jesus' blessing. Sometimes we're tempted to look at this story and think that the Samaritan was lifted up just so we could learn. But that's not why healing took place. Healing took place so that the Samaritan could be healed. Healing took place because the Samaritan is worth it and because God loves the Samaritan. God also used that moment for our own healing, for our own blessing, for our own learning. There's two things that happen in blessing. Blessing for the person, and that's the first and primary moment, and blessing for the ones who witness it. I've focused on two different moments of seeing this over the course of the week as I've worked through this text. The first is kind of my own childhood patterns. I confess to you that I watch people take communion. When I'm not presiding, I watch people take communion. Now, my parents told me that this was kind of rude growing up. Like, don't stare at people. I can't help it. I think it's fascinating. Now, before I go farther, I should state that when I'm presiding, I don't watch you take communion. I'm focused on being present. I'm focused on doing that and doing that well. So please don't be self-conscious. But also, when I'm not presiding, I can't help it. There's so many different ways people take communion. Some people walk so slowly through the process, and they're holding it in holy reverence, but they're also making everybody else behind them anxious. <laughs> and it's really kind of neat to see those two things clash. Some people have words that they say at certain moments, whether it's amen or thank you or praise be to God as they receive these blessings. Some people have a quiet reverence. Nothing is said. But in the silence of that moment, you can feel the holy experience. I have moments, I have motions, and I have words too. I have ways that I put my hand that I was taught when I was a child. I have places that I prefer to stand when I'm around the table. I have things that I say in my head as I receive this blessing. As I watch each individual, I used to be, as I watched each individual, I used to be focused on simply what they were teaching me. Wow. God has shown me through that person that there needs to be silence. 
God has shown me through that person that there needs to be joy. God has shown me through that person this. God has shown me through that person that. But eventually I came to realize that this moment of communion wasn't just about me. First and foremost, God wanted to give God's self to the people I was watching. To every single person who came to the table, God would give God's self away. And not simply so I could be taught, but because God loved each and every person that came to the table. God gave God's self away over and over and over again. I too was blessed through that experience, but I wasn't the center of it. Just like with the Samaritan, the primary blessing, the first blessing, is for the people who need it, the people who come to the table, the people who cry out to Jesus for healing. And yet God does not stop blessing with that individual. God blesses the ones who witness it. The disciples and me. There's a second moment, experience, that I've been thinking about this past week. I imagine many of you are familiar with the trial of Botham James' murder. If you're unfamiliar with this trial... There was an African-American man named Botham Jean. He was killed in his house. They had a trial for the one who killed him. At this trial, the family was there. Botham Jean's family was there. And the judge announced verdict. And I believe there was sentencing. And then, Botham Jean's brother, Brandt, spoke. And Brandt spoke words of forgiveness, and of grace, and of mercy for the one who killed his brother. It was powerful to see. It was powerful to witness, witness the magnitude of what forgiveness looks like, witness the transformational power that that forgiveness had on the room. And then at the end of it all, Brandt asked and begged, for the opportunity to hug the murderer of his brother. He was given that opportunity. Much like the Samaritan, and much like watching people at communion, I came to realize that this powerful moment isn't about me at first. I've witnessed God moving and swimming in Botham Jean's family. I witnessed God being there for the people who need it most. I've witnessed God with the ones who are mourning and the ones who are crying it out in terror. I'm witnessing God caring for people. And yet, I cannot deny that God also turned to me and said, Look here. Here's an example of the transformational power of forgiveness. Much like the Samaritan and much like the ones who receive communion, Botham Jean's family will continue to work through life as they grieve and mourn the death of their brother and of their son. 
there's still justice to be had in this world for people and families who go through this experience too. These things are not lessened because of my witness of this moment. And these things will not be forgotten by God who will go along with them long after many of us have forgotten the video. But I think that's the gospel of this text. God cared for the Samaritan long before there was a lesson to be had for us and all who hear this text. And God cared for the Samaritan long after. God cares for the ones who receive communion long before and long after I witnessed them and learned through their actions. And God cares for Botham Jean and his family long before and long after this moment. As you hear these stories of love, these stories of commitment that God has throughout people's lives, I hope you know that this love is for you too. God cared about you long before this moment in time, and God cares about you long after. It doesn't change the call to justice or nuance that we have in this world, but it is a gentleness much like Mr. Rogers, that is sorely needed. As you go throughout your week, look for the places that God is loving people. Look for the places that God is caring for the ones who are most in need. Look for the places that God is moving and shaping society to be a little bit different. Give thanks to God for those moments and learn from those moments be sucked into those moments and know that these blessings are for you too. God be with the Samaritans of this world that cry out and are blessed. God be with all who come to the communion table that all may be fed. And God be with the family of Botham Jean as they continue to work. God be with you. Amen. Amen.